Hi, welcome to wilsonlyling.com. This is my podcast on leadership. Today, I'm going to talk about understanding motivations. Now, what is motivation? Motivation is the force, either internal or external, that stimulates a person to action. So the greatest and the most challenging task in the world is to fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ. The task is so great, it's going to require our lives. And the single greatest need in fulfilling the Great Commission is motivating ourselves and others. You see, unless we are motivated to evangelize, to make disciples, to become disciples and so forth, not much will truly be established or accomplished in the Kingdom of God. And so when we are motivated, we will overcome the challenging obstacles and to be able to reach to greater heights. And one of the greatest challenges of leadership is to have a motivated group of people. When people are motivated, many exciting things can happen. So let me just suggest a framework for understanding motivation. And so I will refer to the Maslow's hierarchy of needs as a framework that we can use. And only because it is generally well known and it provides a reasonable means to explain how motivations are formed. Although I will modify it to, be, to have a more biblical perspective. So firstly, when you look at that hierarchy of needs, which is that triangle that Maslow came up with, we have firstly the physiological needs. They are essentially the basic and essential needs uh, that any human being needs to function. This includes things like air and water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, uh, even reproduction. And then we have safety needs, which is the next level, referring to elements that contribute to a sense of security and stability. It includes living in and operating within a safe and a predictable environment. So having, uh, having a sufficiently secure means of income and adequate personal resources, adequate health and so forth is all part of it. We should realize that the perception of what is adequate can differ greatly between person to person. For example, to some, uh, maybe having any amount of savings is considered adequate. But to some, even a million dollars is not adequate. Then you may have the next level, which is of love and belonging. And really, it refers to our social needs. The need to be loved, experience meaningful friendships and intimacy, being part of a community is all part of that. The next level above that is esteem, which really involves the desire to feel good about ourselves. And really, it has two parts. The first involves self-esteem, a sense of self-worth, self-confidence, dignity, freedom, and so on. And the, the other part involves receiving esteem from others, being, being recognized for our worth, our achievements, our contributions, and so forth. And so these first four levels of this Maslow uh, hierarchy of needs are actually 
considered as the deficiency needs. What does it mean? Well, when there are deficiencies in any of these four areas, it will stimulate more motivation to meet those needs. And usually, deficiencies at the lower levels stimulate a more urgent motivation since the needs are more essential. And once these deficits are adequately met, we tend to focus on the next level. Now, the highest level is known as self-actualization. Self-actualization is about that sense of personal fulfillment, uh, the desire to better oneself, to fulfill one's potential. Now, individuals may focus on this according to their priority. For some, it may mean becoming an ideal parent. For some, it may mean uh, some economic achievement, some financial achievement. In others, it could be some academic or athletic success and, and so on. Different people will have different things they will choose to focus on. For some others, it may be accomplishments in the creative areas, maybe even social or political areas. So Maslow defined this as the highest level as growth needs where the motivations can increase as those needs are being met. It, it grows the person and the motivation can grow. And so when a person experiences some of this at that level, the desire for more of it can continue to grow. The basic idea of Maslow's hierarchy is that people will tend to progress from the lower levels to the higher levels. Although it doesn't always mean that every aspect of that lower level needs to be fulfilled before they will advance to a higher level. Now, what I will propose today are some modifications to Maslow's hierarchy. Firstly, that self-actualization, that highest level, should also, of course, encompass the desire to, the, to be the most that one can be in God and for God. So this, this really provides for godly desires and goals. And can I say, it is usually at this highest level of motivation that the greatest good and outcomes can be achieved. So this is the most desirable level for a leader and their people to function at. That is what we should aspire for. Secondly, the other thing I'll, I want to suggest is that the motivation to operate at higher levels are actually provided by our mindset. Our mindset that's made up of our values, our perspectives, and convictions. And that is a major point of difference with Maslow's theory. In that it is not actually so much the fulfillment of lower levels that motivates a person to meet needs at the higher level. I am suggesting that it's really about our mindset. It is a person's mindset that motivates a person to prioritize certain levels which they're going to aspire towards. For example, think about this. A person who cares a lot about financial security, they will aim for this level, even though it means perhaps neglecting some of the higher levels, which they could have aimed for. Just imagine the Japanese samurai. They, to them, honor is everything. 
they, they would do anything to preserve their honor, include even the giving of their lives. So it means they are willing to sacrifice every other level in order they may achieve this fourth level of esteem. Now thirdly, it is important to recognize that the determination to prioritize any specific level over others is really dependent on the firmness of their mindset. Think about this. The motivation to operate at the higher levels of Maslow hierarchy of needs actually can be undermined when there's a need deficiency at the lower levels. But it's their mindset. Is their mindset firm enough to handle the pain of the need deficiency at the lower levels? In fact, when you think about it, Scripture supports that view. For example, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29, Jesus said, it says, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. So right here, Scripture we find, in fact, in many other places as well, Scripture often urges believers to live according to God's principles despite suffering lack, even in the areas of or levels of safety and physiology, needs and so forth, or even when their esteem before others suffers. It means that individuals can adjust their mindset to overcome some of these deficiency in needs. Let me give you an example. An example is, is Charles Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon was a famous preacher in the 19th century in England. Spurgeon is known uh, as an influential and an exceptional preacher who really made a significant impact in his time. He was also a prolific writer. He produced an autobiography, commentaries, magazines, poetry, and hymns. Wow! And all this while he was suffering from chronic depression. Wow! And he had ill health for a large part of his life. He actually had Bright's disease, a form of kidney disease. He had gout, he had rheumatism, among many other things. In fact, as his health continued to, de to deteriorate, there came a point where he couldn't preach for about a third of the year. Yet even in his times where he was resting to recuperate, he never remained idle, but he continued to produce many writings. And finally, he succumbed to his ill health and he passed away at 57 years old. The key to his significant productivity, despite all these health issues and even the opposition he did face as a part of his ministry, was really his conviction of God's call and his determination to be faithful. So what made the difference? It's just his mindset. His mindset made a huge difference in his life. Now, there are many other examples, which could, for example, include some famous artists like Vincent van Gogh, uh, who lived for their art but died in poverty. Obviously, they placed a low priority on the physiological and the safety needs, while they placed much higher 
priority on esteem and self-actualization. So it was sufficient for them to get by with just the minimal degree of this physiological and safety needs. That was their mindset. However, whenever a person's mindset is unable to handle the cost, the pain of the need deficiency at the lower levels, they will refocus and they will become more motivated to deal with the lower level needs first. So this we must understand. So what are the implications for us today? Well, we mentioned the greatest good and outcomes can result from motivation that arise out of that self-actualization level. Because of that, it is desirable for us as leaders to aspire to reach those levels and to maintain motivations at that level. And so the more that leaders can understand how to reach the, that level for themselves and to help others reach there, then the more motivated the team they will be able to have. So leaders, we must be conscious of the demotivators in our lives and our people. How the existing or, or new situations can really begin to undermine people's motivations because the need deficiencies are being created. So even typical life situations, they often occur like health issues, perhaps a loss of a job, family issues. All of this can significantly compromise a person's ability to function at a higher level. And when we are conscious of such dynamic possibilities, it enables us as leaders to be proactive so that we may adjust our expectations and in assuring that the appropriate motivational approach is used when it comes to our team. Now, the most important key to any person's motivation is therefore their mindset and their firmness to it. In fact, Scripture does this as well, and that is why Scripture often prioritizes the values, the perspectives, the convictions of believers so highly. And so the more as leaders that we can nurture the appropriate mindset, it will increase its firmness, it will help bring about a greater and, and more consistent motivation to be harnessed amongst our people. So leaders should be discerning. We, learn, we need to discern inappropriate, unbiblical, ungodly mindsets that really begins to undermine the motivation towards biblical lifestyles and mission. Also, that lack of firmness, it, it really creates a susceptibility towards need deficiencies, which means that because of these weaknesses, people are often pulled down from the greater levels of self-actualized motivation. And so we need to be conscious and aware of that. Now let me talk a little bit about how we can develop a better motivational mindset. As I mentioned just now, our mindset is a critical part of our motivation. So let's examine some key values, perspectives, and convictions that can increase our motivations as a Christ follower. So let's look firstly at values. We need to have biblical, godly values. You know, Christ himself 
was highly motivated to be righteous and do good. And so think about this. The more we assimilate biblical values and godly values, we too will begin to resonate more of God's heart and become more and more motivated as God is Himself. We will become more motivated for the right and godly reasons. Another aspect of values, simply the love of God. When we love God, we relate with God. We, we seek to please Him. This value draws us closer to God so that we may catch His heart. It will motivate us to grow and, and to serve Him more for His glory. When we have a love for others, a love for others will motivate us to reach out, to serve and to bless others. It will motivate us to compassionately go further the extra mile for the sake of others. The faith in God, having faith, it will motivate us to believe for greater things in God, for God's vision and purposes are truly greater than ours, outside of our comfort zone. And so it's when we trust Him more and, and grasp more of His purposes, it will lift our vision for greater outcomes. Another aspect is excellence. When you see God is the God of excellence, it will motivate us to desire for greater excellence in our own lives, in our own ministries. It will motivate us to want to be a better version of ourselves in the different things that we are able to achieve. What about justice? It, it will motivate us to seek the, to right the wrongs to bring about what is fair. So our values can begin to stir a greater level of motivation in us if we have the right kind of values. The other aspect is perspectives. So let me mention some key perspectives that complement those biblical values I mentioned to motivate us. For example, God is sovereign. This perspective provides us the hope that everything will turn out well eventually, even through the darkest times. Hence, when that happens, we still continue remaining motivated because we believe in God. We believe in what He has called us to. The perspective that God is good, that He wants the best for us, that provides us a sense of security. He helps us trust even though we may be going through certain things that we don't understand. Uh, but we can remain motivated to keep pressing on because we know that better outcomes is, are coming soon because we're so secure in Him. Another aspect is just believing that God wants us to do our part and that God will do His part. This will motivate us to do our best, trusting that God will help us out in those areas that we are unable or cannot do for ourselves. Another, another last key perspective is that the fact that God rewards the faithful. This, this is going to motivate us to know that we will be rewarded as we remain true to God, remain true to His calling for us. So that will provide us extra incentive to live out our significance before God. And in the area of convictions, you know, godly convictions will often arise from these godly values and perspectives. And it's really the depth of conviction in our values and perspectives that really enable us to have that firmness in our mindset. 
So the deeper that we anchor our convictions in our belief, the better we are able to withstand the big storms in our lives. And so think about this. The deeper our convictions, the higher we can rise up against the challenges. The stronger our convictions, the greater the motivation that we can tap into. So to understand more about building stronger convictions, do look up my article that I've shared about or my podcast on building deeper convictions. So let me just conclude. By modifying Maslow hierarchy of needs, we, we have sought to provide a, a useful framework for us to appreciate how we can be motivated or demotivated. This framework it emphasizes the crucial role of our mindset, our mindset of values, perspectives, and convictions. And it will help us understand and, and help us move towards a higher level of motivation if we understand that we have the right type of mindset. A wise leader will be able to use such a, a framework to help understand how to raise the level of motivation of others to much higher levels. I trust this will have been really helpful to you. God bless you. We trust you've been blessed by the word today. Do visit www.wilsonlyling.com for more messages and teachings. For the latest news and updates, follow Facebook and Instagram, wilson.lyling.